celebrate that you ascended up unto the Father. But because you ascended, you also sent another comforter for us. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for being present with us and helping us to glorify and to make known to us God the Father and Jesus our Savior. Now God bless us now as we share together as a family, saying together in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. may be seated. Any of the kids that want to go to Children's Church, Sheila's going to be over here. And let me remind you that 
They are taking pictures. If you want to get your picture made out in the Chestnut Street lobby after the service, you can get that with your, your kids. Also, if you did not pick up one of these, come on. Come on. Hey, look at y'all. you didn't pick up a pen, uh, these are for all the ladies, whether mom or not. I want you to be blessed. They're out at the entrances, and there's enough for everybody to get one, so please take one. Today's sermon is advice from Jesus and from Mama. 
So I shared earlier that uh, in this service we record, and is it live streaming right now, Matthew? So my mom is listening, so I'm just going to tell her, good morning, Mom, I love you, because she's getting this right now, and she's uh, there at the house. So uh, um, I'll tell this story about her since I've just mentioned to her. But, uh, of course, me and Mom and my sister Pam, we're very close, along with my, my dad as well. But uh, during high school, my mother was the librarian at Etowah High School. She was 25 years or so. But So the years that I was there, I tell people I rode back and forth to school with a librarian every day. You know, so uh, she and I had those moments together, and I thank God for her. But she's listening right now. I love you, Mama. Um, advice from Jesus and from Mama. I've already mentioned a lot of emotions, uh, sad, happy, mad, glad, uh, beautiful relationships, sometimes not so beautiful, uh, are the case with our connections with our media families and so I've been very blessed and I thank God that I have been but I know that some of you have had some tough times and so always on this day it's, 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 it's tough for some. Uh, today is Mother's Day but it's also Ascension Sunday. Uh, both very important days that we celebrate so I decided that I would combine the two and so we're going to look at advice from Jesus and Mama both. I want to start off by sharing with you a scripture that's not on the screen. I just want to refer back to John 19. It's been 40 days. Jesus ascended after he had risen from the dead. He stayed on there for 40 days. But let's go back those 40 days to the cross. You see Jesus there on the cross. and All that he's doing. and He's dying for the sins of the world. Um, he's looking down and watching guards gamble and throw dice for his clothes. All that's going on. He's saying, Abba, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he knows and he realizes he is the sacrificial lamb. He's the Passover lamb being sacrificed for the sins of the world. But with all that going on, God chose to put this little scene in John 19 with him and his mama. If you'll recall, he looks down with all this going on. God Almighty dying on the cross. But he looks down in relationship and he sees his mama standing there. Here's the scene. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. It mentions some other mothers and Mary Magdalene were standing there. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing, which was John, he said to his mother, again with him hanging there, king of the Jews signed to mock him up above his head. He looked down and he said, woman, behold your son. And then he said to John, behold your mother. And the Bible says that from that hour, that disciple John took her to his own home. Beautiful, powerful picture of, of Jesus dying for the whole world. But yet as a son, 33-year-old son, would live with his mom and we don't know when Joseph died we know it sometimes after Jesus was 12 it's never mentioned to us again but they obviously had a close relationship and in that day and time a mom depended upon the eldest son to take care of her if her husband had passed away and here Jesus is dying for the world but he's taking care of mama I'm glad God put that in there what a scene what a beautiful scene of him taking care of her you've got all that in your imagery in your mind but Let's move on now to the 40-day scene. I'm going to read to you from Acts, the first chapter. 
Jesus has been with the disciples and many of them appeared to them for 40 days, but now he's going to ascend into heaven. If you're God Almighty and you're leaving this earth, you're about to ascend, what would you tell the church? What would be your last remark? So here's some advice from Jesus before he ascends. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. To wait for the promise. It's capital P, you'll notice. It's a person. It's the Holy Spirit. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, they're changing the subject. Uh, Lord, uh, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has set and put on his own authority. And then he goes back in verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in Samaria, in Gadsden, Alabama, and to the end of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood there in white apparel, two angels standing there. Verse 11, and also said, men of Galilee. Why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. 52 weeks out of the year, if I've preached that many times over the last six years, I look back at that saying last winter, which I will preach again. Your new pastor came in here a couple of weeks ago. Sam walked up here and George was with him. He got choked up as he looked back and saw that. That's what we see the whole time we're preaching. Turn around and just look at it. It is tradition that on, on Easter Sunday morning we all turn and look at that as we sing the Hallelujah Chorus. I'm going to take a picture of that. In fact, I've already got some, but I'm going to take some more and take it with me. But I will miss that if I get to see that. That is Jesus ascending up into heaven. So that's the scene that we have here. Um, in the creed, we said it earlier, the creed of the apostles. You remember the line that said, He ascended into heaven and sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. I love how Dr. Timothy Tennant, he puts it this way. He's a president of Asbury Seminary right now. But he wrote a book on the creed, the apostles' creed. And when he got to this part, ascended into heaven, sit at the right hand, this is the way he put it. He says, Jesus did not just ascend from here to there. Because he ascended into the heavens, he ascended from here to everywhere. Remember that. And now I want to go to another scene that takes place in John, the second chapter. And I'll come back to Acts, the first chapter, and we're going to learn what Jesus gave us advice. But now I want to go to his mama. You know that in John, the second chapter, here's a more pleasant story about him and his mama. The very first miracle that Jesus does is found in John 2. I think he probably had done some other miracles, and his mama had seen the power that could flow with him. Now, that's just Harvey talking, but listen to the story. On the third day, this is John 2, 2 through 5. On the third day, there was a wedding in the Canaan of Galilee. 
And those of us who went to Israel know that we got to go to that church and I got to pronounce a blessing on all of us who were there who had been married at that, that, that particular church there in Israel. On the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan. The mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, Son, they haven't got any wine. Now Jesus was not being disrespectful in the Greek. It reads a little different. In English, it sounds like because he called her woman, most translations. He wasn't being disrespectful. But again, she's pointing out, Son, they ain't got no wine. And he says, Mama, what that concern do with me? I'm not in charge of this wedding. My hour has not yet come. My hour hasn't come. So again, I don't think he was planning on doing this miracle. But notice what Mama said, the next line. She just turns to the servants and says, Whatever he says to you, you do it. And then we have the story of him changing water into wine. Mama is the one who told him to do it. Irma Bombeck, you know that name, Irma Bombeck. She's not even kin to me. I'm a Beck, but she's a Bombeck. Y'all know she is a Christian comedian. She's also an author and speaker. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I found it online. I've read it several times. It has some deep meaning to it, but I want to give you the scene. It's God creating motherhood. And so there's an angel that comes up and is witnessing all this. And so their conversation is going on between an angel and God as he's creating motherhood. The title of the story is called When God Created Mothers. When the good Lord was creating mothers, he was in the sixth day. It was overtime. When the angel appeared and said, God, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. And God said, well, have you read the specs? on this order for motherhood she has to be completely washable but not plastic she has to have 180 movable parts all replaceable she has to have the ability to run on black coffee and leftovers she has to have a lap that disappears when she stands up and a kiss she's got to have a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointed love affair. And get this, six pairs of hands. The angel shook her head as she looked at God and said, six pairs of hands, no way. And then God said, it's not the hands that are causing me problems. It's the three pairs of eyes that mothers have to have. Six eyes. The angel said, uh, so that's on the standard model? God said, yep, that's on the standard model. One pair of those eyes, one pair that sees through closed doors when she has asked, what are you kids doing in there? When she already knows. There's another pair of eyes in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but what she has to know. And of course, the ones in the front. The ones that can look at you and look at a child that is goofed up and the eyes say, I understand, I love you, without so much as uttering a word. The angel said, God, you need to get some rest tomorrow. I can't, said God. I'm so close, God said. I'm so close to creating something so close to myself. Already, 
I, I have one who heals herself when she's sick. She can feed a family of six on one pound of hamburger meat. And she can get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. The angel walked around the model. The model of motherhood was standing there. And the angel walks around it and very slowly. And the angel said, it's too soft. But tough, God said. Not only too soft, but she's tough. You can imagine what this mother can do or can endure. The angel asked, can she think? God said, not only can it think. But it can reason and compromise, said the Creator. Finally, the angel bent over and, and the angel ran her fingers across the cheek. And the angel said, there's a leak. I told you, the angel said, I told you that you were trying to put too much into this model. God said, it's not a leak. It's a tear. The angel said, what's it for? said it's for joy it's for sadness it's for disappointment it's for pain it's for loneliness and it's for pride the angel said God you're a genius very somberly God said how do you put it there Irma Bombay and God created mothers I'll add that after the early service Jay Hedgepath came up to me and he said you didn't mention about the six horns that mothers can also have. I'll just leave it there. All you kin folks, y'all can talk to Jay about that. I told him, I said, I'm going to announce that. He said, oh, Lord, don't. Let's go back to Acts 1. Jesus shares with the disciples some very sound guidance before he ascends into heaven. Again, can you imagine if you have just died for the entire world, you've met with a church for 40 days, what is going to be the last thing you tell them? Well, we have it recorded in Acts, the first chapter. I've preached the last two sermons on the Holy Spirit. If you weren't here, we just talked about relationship with the third person of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I don't understand all the mystery of that, how they are always one. I just accept them in faith that they are. But I know that God wants us to have a relationship with all three of them. And so we've talked about the Holy Spirit and our relationship with Him. And so I find it interesting, and I didn't plan it this way, but as I looked and read, uh, the last advice that Jesus gave, all three things involved the Spirit of God. He said, wait for the promise. Church, don't do anything unless you make sure you've got Him. And I think they all but faintly knew who the promise was. They just knew He said, wait in Jerusalem for the promise and we know because we read Acts 2 and 3 that the prophet Joel was fulfilled that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all flesh my sons and daughters shall prophesy you need to wait so that's the first advice the second one is church you're going to need to be baptized in him of course Jesus quoted something that John the Baptist said in fact this quote is found six times in the Bible every gospel records that statement and then twice in the book of Acts, it's mentioned the statement that John the Baptist said, I can baptize you with water. And that's true with us preachers. As powerful symbol as it is, the part washing of the sins, and I can baptize you. But John the Baptist said, there's somebody coming after me whose sandals I'm not even worthy to stoop down and take off of his feet. That one will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He can do a work in you that no one else can. 
So Jesus reminds us of that. That's the second thing. You need to wait for the promise. You need to get baptized by him. Then they kind of change the subject. Well, Lord, when, when will these things be restored? And when will the kingdom of Israel be come back? And he says, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons when the Father is put in his own authority. And then he goes back and gives them the 35, which also involves the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Wait for the promise, church. Be baptized in his spirit, church. Receive power from him because you're going to be the witnesses that I want you to be in Gadsden and all over the world. But you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to walk with him. You have to stay with him. If I send to the Father, I will send you another helper. I'll send you another comforter. And so the advice that Jesus gives us before he sends is wait, be baptized, and get some power from the Spirit of God. Good advice. Now let's close and let's go back to John, the second chapter. Um, Jesus' mama, they're there at the wedding. And Jesus' mother gives advice to Jesus and then tells him and some of the servants at the wedding what to do. So all of them ended up minding mama in this story in John the second chapter. So here's some very important advice and I'll close with this from the lips of the mama who birthed the son of God. She said to those servants whatever he tells you to do Moms and dads, some of the best advice that you can give your children and your grandchildren is whatever he says do, do it. Let's pray together. God, we love you and praise you today. I thank you for uh, mamas, and I thank you for my mama who's hearing this. I thank you that my mom and my dad have taught me that whatever Jesus tells you to do, ought to do it. Thank you, God, for that good advice. Lord, remind us of the power of your spirit to dwell in the hearts of humans. I don't fully understand that, God, but I know that it exists, and I know that the Holy Spirit wants us to be more like Jesus. So thank you, God, for the advice that you gave us before you ascended and the advice from your mama. Bless us all, and thank you, God, for mamas everywhere. In Jesus' name, amen. Our closing hymn is He Leadeth Me. It's number 128, hymn number 128. Let's stand together and sing, He Leadeth Me. The altar is always open. You come if you have need.